to Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Paul Martinez. Once again, a little late this week for our Lucha Underground Report. Sorry about that. Just a lot of projects going on. I actually had watched the show Thursday, but just hadn't gotten around to it today. Today being Sunday, which is WrestleMania Sunday. Not a show I'm looking forward to seeing. In fact, I wasn't going to even watch it, but I was invited to a very good friend's house who happens to be a very good Lucha Underground fan, and uh, a very big Lucha Underground fan, and uh, he invited me over, they went to a little WrestleMania party, and I said, well, you know, this is a show about wrestling, WrestleMania is the biggest event in that business, even if I don't currently like the product, so it's probably best for me to at least uh, see the show, and take down some quick notes, and um, our next show um, I have a quick report about it. I think I did the same thing last year for WrestleMania. I expect this show to be much worse than last year's. But you know, I'll go over it quickly. I won't spend a lot of time over it. We don't review WWE on here. There's a thousand podcasts that you can get WWE reviews from. I don't like the product. Don't feel the need to. I don't think it's interesting just to me to take the time out of my day to watch a show I don't like and then bash it for 30 minutes on a radio show. Um, I know that some people do that around. They have shows where they just bash uh, Raw, and I guess maybe some people like that. But I have too many projects and too many hobbies and too much stuff I do to waste uh, time to watch a three-hour show that I don't enjoy. But because it's WrestleMania, I will watch it tonight at my friend's uh, at the party. I'll make some quick notes as I'm watching it, and uh, we'll talk about it on uh, our next show when we review the following episode of Lucha Underground. But enough about that. Let's get to last week's Lucha Underground, which was episode 210, entitled El Jefe is Back. And yes, he is. Uh, the show opens with the return of a live band. This one is named Chingon. Um, I always liked that, the live bands from season one, so I'm glad to see that's back with Dario being back. And speaking of Dario, he is in the ring. He says he's going to do another trios tournament starting next week. And then he starts to talk about his idea for finding the number one contender for his brother Matanza when he is interrupted by Pentagon Jr. Pentagon says he's the only, that the only reason that Matanza won is because Pentagon wasn't involved. Dario questions whether or not he is championship material. Which results in Pentagon grabbing Dario by the throat and demanding a title shot. When Dario says no, Pentagon looks to break Dario's arm. Cueto finally agrees to the match. Uh, so Dario is back and he's back to being abused by the talent. But it's usually he who gets the last laugh. So, um, you know, he usually outsmarts the, these uh, physical specimens. So I'm waiting to see what happens here. Get to the ring and my future wife, Melissa Santos, introduces our opening match. And it is the crew, which is uh, Reyes and Cisco, teaming up against Johnny Mundo and Taya. They are really making Johnny out to be a chicken shit heel, which shows a lot in this match. Not a smart move in my opinion. I think Johnny's by far in the top three talented guys on this roster, and I think you're wasting him. Now, as far as the match, it's back and forth match. Tyre gets some shots in, takes some shots too. Uh, when Cage makes his way to ringside, 
Johnny immediately leaves the ring as Taya tries to take on the crew herself, but she falls victim to the assisted codebreaker, and the crew get the win. Two stars, it was okay. Taya luckily didn't take too many bad bumps outside of the finish. Uh, we get a video package with Marty the Moth sitting in a chair, reading a book, and telling us a story about the Moth tribe. You see, they were once leaders of the Aztecs because of their minds and their wealth. Others were jealous and wanted to take them out. But they were protected by the spirit of Mariposa. We then see a video of masked gangsters, because everybody's always masked, uh, trying to attack and being destroyed by Mariposa. It seems the mask and the mantle of Mariposa has been passed down through generations. And now his sister, the current Mariposa, is the deadliest one of them all. The camera then shows us uh, Marty's book, and it's just full of blank pages. <laughs> and then he licks the binder. It's, you know, very weird and creepy as Marty's been. Great segment. I really thought this was done well. And we even see Mariposa kill one of the masked gangsters by snapping his neck. So, again, uh, not they, they don't shy away from death on this show. We're going to switch to Dario's office where he is having himself a drink with Black Lotus standing guard outside. When the lights flicker in, of course you know what that means, Katrina appears. He thanks her for keeping his temple going in his absence, but it is his temple. He is the rightful owner. Katrina says his brother is not the rightful owner of the title, and soon death will come for it. Dyrus says his brother doesn't fear death, but Katrina then teleports right next to him and says, but he does. Dario tries to make peace with her, noting he gave her disciples a rematch tonight. Katrina doesn't seem too interested in some partnerships. He says when the time is right, death will face Matanza and the temple will be hers again. Then she disappears. Great stuff. I truly missed the little side stuff in the Dario's office and Dario's weaselly uh, ways of trying to work it everybody to his way of thinking. That's great stuff to have Dario back here. Our next match is Ivelisse, Angelico, and Son of Havoc as they defend the trio's championships against the former team, the former champions, I should say, Disciples of Death in an elimination match. Uh, so I guess that means Disciples are not as dead as I thought. Uh, the champs are looking good pretty early here. Ivelisse gets a two count on Tresse after a Northern Light suplex. Then Katrina grabs her by the hair through the ropes, allowing Barrio Negro to kick her right in the mush, and she is pinned. Ivelisse has been eliminated. Angelico comes in. He has a nice run, but he's caught by a Tressa dropkick. But he comes back, hits Tressa with the fall of angels, and pins him. So Tressa is now eliminated. It's two and two. Now, the other two disciples start to attack Angelico, but Son of Havoc helps out, and they hit a pair of dives out on them on the floor. Angelico looks uh, for another four of angels on Sinestro de la Muerte, but he counters and hits a kind of a uh, kind of a face driver using his knee in the back. Kind of remember something Don Morocco used to do many years ago. Uh, from the top rope, he would drive somebody face first into the mat with a knee in his back. Kind of something like that. As Stryker said, it was ugly but effective. 
and he pins Angelico, so now it's Son of Havoc by himself. He has a springboard cross body block on both guys, then goes to the apron and hits, this is just amazing, a springboard double stomp on both of them, like bouncing from one to the other like Frogger. Then goes right into a standing moonsault and pins Barrio Negro. That was just a great spot. So we're down to one versus one. Sinestro gets Havoc down and is going up top. He misses a moonsault. Havoc goes up, but Katrina knocks him off the top rope into the mat. Ivelisse runs out and lays out Katrina with a roundhouse kick. Uh, I didn't see uh, transport there before getting hit with the kick. Son of Havoc hits two suicide dives on Sinestro de la Muerte, rolls him in, shooting star press, and he gets the win and retains the titles. Two and a half stars with a good solid match with a couple of really nice spots, most of them from Son of Havoc. Now we are back once again in Dario's office, and he's there with Rey Mysterio Jr. Dario admits to being a little starstruck. Rey says he's there for his mentor. Dragon Azteca. So now Dario acts like he doesn't realize that Dragon Azteca Jr., who wrestled last week in Aztec Warfare, is not the same guy as, you know, the original Dragon Azteca. Of course, he does know because Lotus killed him right in front of his eyes. But, uh, you know, you know, of course, Dario's not going to show his hand on that. Ray says he knows Matanza is responsible. Dario swears on the gods. Matanza had nothing to do with this. Well, he's not lying there. <laughs> it was Dario and Lotus who killed him. Dario says he wants to have the best fighting arena in the world. And Ray is the most famous luchador in the world. He wants him and Dragon Azteca Jr. to compete there. As long as they leave the past in the past. He then gives Ray a shot. And toast to Dragon Azteca's memory. Ray drinks the shot as Dario looks at him, uh, you know, with a side view. Again, this Dario is so awesome in everything he does. Even his facial expressions are awesome. Great segment. So obvious how much better things have been the last few weeks. And that has a lot to do with Dario uh, being back and a scaling back of some of the silly side stories, at least for now. I'm sure we'll get back to the undercover cops and I guess that Katrina's a zombie or something. I'm sure all that stuff will rear its head again at some point. But the fact that it hasn't been, we haven't seen too much of that the last few shows, have really brought the value of this show way up. Then we get our next match. It's Sexy Star with the Mac in her corner versus Mariposa with Marty the Moth in her corner. Clumsy looking beginning. Uh, very heavy, heavily, heavily edited match. Uh, Mariposa misses a moonsault. Uh, but out of nowhere, she hits. Just really, they just skipped like the whole middle of the match. It must have really been bad. Uh, she hits the butterfly effect, which is a vertebraker. You don't know what that is. Look it up. It's a devastating maneuver. Uh, as far as the match, she gets the pin. Um, one and a half stars. This was not a good match, uh, debut. Uh, despite that killer finisher. I didn't like that they had her try to do a moonsault. If you know Chilean and Melissa, she's not a high flyer. She's a mat wrestler. That's what she excels at. She doesn't really excel at doing, um, you know, high spots. And I know 
Lucha Underground, there's a lot of high spots in it. And so, I don't know, maybe it's not the best move for her. But she's a mat wrestler and a good one at that. And I think they should try to let her do what she does best because this didn't look good. And it was very obvious that they had to cut a lot of the match out. Uh, Matt comes in to check on Sexy, but he is taken out by Marty and his creepy sister too. We then switch to the catacombs where Dario goes into the holding cell to let loose his brother, the monster Matanza. Dario tells him Pentagon likes to break arms. He wants him to break his back so he never returns to the temple. And it's time for a main event. Matanza versus Pentagon Jr. for the Lucha Underground Championship. Pentagon early on lands a jumping enziguri but has no effect on the monster. Pentagon's hitting kicks and it even hits a lung blower, but Matanza no sells any of it. Uh, the fight spills to the floor as Matanza's focusing now on the back of Pentagon. Pentagon's being hurled all over the ringside, hurled into rows of chairs, into walls, barriers. It's all Matanza so far. Matanza now tears the mask of Pentagon, uh, gets him in the ring. There's a deadlift German suplex in which Matanza lifted him like a rag doll. Pentagon now is telling the ref that he's injured, his back is hurt, uh, but, you know, he's like, that referee's not getting in the way of Matanza, so he's just letting it go, and, uh, he hits that wind-up power slam, the striker called the Wrath of the Gods, and it's all over. Total destruction by Matanza, two stars, really, who in the hell is supposed to beat this guy? I mean, he's ran through now just about everybody in the roster with the exception of um, Mil Muentes, I think, is the only guy left. After the match, the ref starts calling out for medical help. A vampiro is out of his seat looking very concerned. He steps into the ring, which I immediately said to myself, that's a bad move for him. Uh, he gets attacked by Matanza as well. Then Matanza takes Pentagon to the floor, power bonds him through the announce table. We then see in heavily edited, edited scenes, Pentagon being carted out to an ambulance with Vampiro with him. Um, okay, as far as the show goes, a bit of a letdown show. But after the last two weeks, you had to see that coming. Really interested in to see who's going to step up now. As I said, outside of Mill, Matanza's pretty much laid waste to everyone. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Um, actually, I don't think, I don't think Johnny or Cage. Um, either one got in the ring with him, but the way they make it Johnny look lately, I can't see him doing much better. Um, Cage is the big guy. That might be an interesting matchup. We'll see if that comes to a uh, pass. That's our show. Um, quick show. As I said, it's WrestleMania Sunday and I have to make a long drive to my friend's house in Jersey. Uh, but next time we will talk more lucha as well as a quick thing on WrestleMania. Uh, we have the the invasion attack from New Japan coming up very shortly. And I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while. I'm going to talk about an independent wrestling federation. Um, I used to do that on our old podcast, which was Indie Talk. I haven't really done that here. But I'm going to talk about this quick little video. A friend of mine who helps book a uh, independent promotion in Indiana sent me. And it was really, really nice uh, little video. It's kind of like a little history package. And I'm going to talk about that. And uh, I believe it's on YouTube, and you guys can check it out. And I'm going to give you the website and the page. You can check it out. Uh, you know, sometimes if somebody wants to send me stuff uh, about their little independent federation, 
on a slow week like uh, we have sometimes. I, I usually would have done it this week, but like I said, I have some time constraints with the day. But um, usually on a slow show when there's no um, New Japan pay-per-view, uh, it'll be great to talk about you know independent uh, federations. If you guys want to send me some hype videos or maybe a show or something, send me a link if you have something streaming. And I'll check it out and I'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, I have no problem giving you guys an honest, but of course I do know, I believe me, I will not bury an independent promotion like I would a New Japan or somebody like that because, um, you have to realize, realize that independents are different. These are young guys learning their way, young bookers learning their way. It's always not going to be a polished thing, but a lot of it, I love indies just because of that. I love indies because it's young guys learning the craft, and that's just a beautiful thing when you've been a fan as long as I have, and you get to see some of these young guys before they're stars, and before Vince McMahon books them in ridiculous angles. But that's our show, and uh, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening, and uh, come back next week. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Bye-bye.